feel like I was having a ukulele. You should. I don't. It's a gray band. It's a ukulele. Because we have a Hawaiian shirt on the whole time. Welcome, guys, to Headlines and Shenanigans number four, our TCG Summer Break Show. Four! Four! That's right. <laughs> something's kinda... coming your way. <laughs> Look out! Wherever you are, it's something's <laughs> coming your way. I have no idea what they are, which is, you know, exciting for me. I don't have to come prepared. It's part of the shenanigans. Headlines and Shenanigans. It's one of my favorite things to do, is yeah. not be prepared for the show. That's the that's the whole thing, Michael. I yeah. bring the headlines, right. you bring the shenanigans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I get it now. <laughs> there you I finally go, Andy. get it. Yeah, you're putting it together. We got a, we got a whole bunch of shenanigans, Michael. I don't know if you've been watching these the big old headlines nowadays. We got some big headlines that dropped this week, or at Did least we? one big headline, definitely. Are you talking about uh, Reddit like being in blackout? No, that was just inconvenience. God no. damn it. Yeah, that is pretty inconvenient. <laughs> all of my favorite subreddits, <laughs> my favorite social media stuff, just all gone. Yeah, I, what are you I'm gonna sorry. do? I prefer Reddit over most social media apps because it's just more tailored to me instead yeah yeah yeah. i don't like having to it's like what's your family post i don't care what my family's post about i want to know what unicorn farts 42 is posting about and interesting as fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man those diehard reddit users they're not going anywhere yeah you can find some way more fun shit on there it's like i don't yeah. like i would get my facebook all cl- clogged up with political things i'm gonna look at my reddit things Ooh, porn <laughs> 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 boobies <laughs> So distracting. You can find anything on Reddit. Oh, yeah, of course. But speaking of Reddit, man, I found something on Reddit this week, but it wasn't just on Reddit. It was everywhere. Where? It was fucking Ted Kaczynski, my man. Oh, yeah, you sent me that link. The Unabomber himself. I must confess, I don't know a lot about the Unabomber. We weren't really that that active back in the day, back during his actual heydays. We were alive back then, but we're not that old. Right. Yeah, man, Unabomber Ted Kaczynski has finally kicked the bucket... He died by suicide in a prison medical center, AP sources say. Oh, good for him, I guess. I, I mean... Yeah. But I mean, if I was wearing that jacket, I would commit suicide as well. I do, yes, that man. This jacket is garbage. This is... The, I mean, the picture they have in this article, this I mean, is from the AP News, but yeah, the picture they have of him is from 1996, and the jacket he is wearing looks like it can only be described as made from his own beard hair. Yeah. Like, it is a blazer that looks thick as a goddamn dick. Like, that is the thickest blazer I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know what. why would you wear this in the sunlight. Yeah, all the cops have on, like, windbreakers and, like, a light jacket, and they put this guy in raw wool. Like you said, he made it out of his own hair. So. It does. It I literally... mean, if he made it out of his own hair, it's kind of impressive. Yeah, I, I go everywhere with this. This is my jacket. It's actually still attached on the back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just it, it just braids into my back here. Uh, okay, never mind. That's <laughs> disgusting. But Ted Kaczynski, otherwise known as the Unabomber, who yeah. carried out a 17-year bombing campaign yeah, that, that killed guy. three people and injured 23 others, died by suicide. Uh, so yes, this Man, was a... Uh, he went out on his own terms, that bastard. He very much did. He was 81 years old and he was suffering from late-stage cancer. But he was found unresponsive in his cell at the Federal Medical Center in Butner, North Carolina. Right oh, around really? the corner, Michael. Oh, shoot. He was right here in the old North Carolina, huh? We, we got claim to him. Wow. I guess we, we ended up getting stuck with him. <laughs> wow. Right here in the Tar Heel State. That's what happens. Exactly. You get stuck. But emergency responders tried to perform CPR and revived him before he was transported to a hospital where he was then pronounced dead later Saturday morning. So he tried. I'm not exactly sure what he was, uh, what the cause of death is yet other than suicide. Mm-hmm. But, uh... It, Kaczynski's death comes after the Federal Bureau of Prisons has faced increased scrutiny in the last several years following a few other suicides in prison that you may see those air quotes about. Yeah, yeah, but, um, I see those. 
I yeah. can hear it in your voice. You can hear it. Yeah, I can hear those air quotes. But in 2021, he was transferred to the Federal Medical Center in North Carolina. Since I said he did have severe, he was late stage cancer. He was right. already kind of on the later the later you know stages of his life. So he wasn't actually in prison here the whole time. This is just where he, this was kind of his like hospice stay in North Carolina. Because oh. where else to live out your golden years yeah. than here in the beautiful Tar Heel State? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lush yeah. mountains, the Piedmont, beautiful coastal waters. <laughs> well. You sound like one of those infomercials. <laughs> Sam Elliott, come to North Carolina. Discover the state you're in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he had been held in actually a federal supermax prison in Florence, Colorado since May of 1998. So that, that picture we saw oh, was during okay. his trial. Okay. But uh, he was sentenced to four life sentences plus 30 years. That's, you know, that's just one of those, you know what? And fuck you again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck you just again. Just just in case. Just in case. That's right. Fuck you. But yeah, he had a 30, for, for plus 30 years for a campaign of terror that set universities nascent nationwide on edge after he committed or admitted committing 16 bombings from the years of 1978 through 1995, permanently maiming several of his victims. Mm. So yeah, this was a, this was kind of like the BTK of, of, terrorists to an extent like he had this very long string of being active and there was a long stint of it where he wasn't exactly active he was kind of hiding out in the wilderness right right laying low yeah because if you if you remember kaczynski did live as a recluse in a cabin out in rural montana for a while that's where he carried out a solitary bombing spree that's where he actually was living just out in this like abandoned cabin type situation just you know into the wild type guy he was very much off the grid so yeah, like I, I don't remember if you have to be if you're gonna go blowing shit up all the time. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, did, did you and Lauren do a whole uh, do a whole case on the Unabomber yet? No, Mm-mm. that's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about it. Oh, then I, well, you know what? This is yeah. the perfect time, man. We're gonna have to, we have to after the summer we'll break. Put him on we the have list. To, yeah, after the summer break, we'll have to we'll have to do a deep dive on the Unabomber himself, and I'll give you a little bit of a rundown because he did. He was a he was an academics professor. He was a mathematician. He was very smart. He he lived in this cabin out there, but he actually was able to mail out bombs. Um, and packages and on, on boarded airplanes. But mm-hmm. his targets that he bombed included academics, airlines, the owners of a computer rental store, an advertising executive, and a timber industry lobbyist. And in 1993, a California uh, geneticist and a Yale University computer expert were maimed by bombs within the span of two days. But then two years later, in 1995, that was when the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, he basically like blackmailed them into publishing this 35,000-word manifesto that was like, it was just against modern life and technology and damages to the environment. He was like the first like real eco-terrorist. Right. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes in with Ted Kaczynski and there's a lot with like, you know, MK Ultra and the government and conspiracy theories around him. This explains the jacket. This explains the jacket. This, it was just <laughs> that explains the jacket. Sheep, man. That's just what it was. So I'm saying, it's I think just, that jacket was still attached in the back. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like what was the, the Jack Captain Jack Sparrow? It's like yeah, rope made of human hair from my back. <laughs> I have a nice oh, three button blazer made from human hair. Still on my back. <laughs> still, I'm wearing it now. Still on my back. <laughs> it's like underneath a, the shirt. That's like a terrible like mutant power, like an X, like a like a oh, reject yeah. X Men. Yeah, I can just control my body hair and how it grows, and it just yeah. makes my own clothing. <laughs> See, now it's a T-shirt. <laughs> now it's a polo. <laughs> it's like. Well, we don't really have room for you on the X-Men, uh, but, right. well, 
Have you ever looked into teaching gym or the circus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ever looked at the surface, the circus? We really need a good lacrosse coach. How are you on the field? <laughs> we don't really want to put you in the spandex, but uh, well, obviously you don't need it. But <laughs> yeah, it's like a terrible X Men joke. Yeah. But yeah, this was all oh about Ted, Ted Kaczynski. He did. He was eventually caught. Um, the tone of his manifesto when it was yeah. put out was recognized by his brother David and David's wife. They were the ones who tipped off the FBI who had been searching for him for years. So yeah, he was found in 1996 in a small plywood and tar paper cabin outside Lincoln, Montana that was filled with journals, a coded diary, explosive ingredients, and two completed bombs. Wow. So yeah, he was still like he was very much still active. He was well, planning he had more a mission, things, man, and, and he was planning on you know going out anyways. Yeah, when you write a thirty-five thousand word manifesto, I mean, I mean, you're no joke. I mean, right? this, this isn't a hobby for you. I this is this is a lifestyle. I, honestly, I can't believe he stayed in prison until he was eighty-one. I'm surprised. I mean, I feel like he, he once obviously he, didn't want to die. I don't think he did, but I also I also think that once he got into prison, like I feel like he he was one of those people who had like the mental the faculties that just needed that regimented, like, nope, no one's, you're not making any decisions anymore. Like everything about your life is regimented. We know, you know, where you're going, when you're going to be there, when you're eating, like, I feel like he may have kind of thrived in there a little bit. Like, cause he was, he was able to just be by himself, which is what he wanted mm. to be. He well, didn't want to have yeah. to worry about anything. And he had to do but anything. not in nature. No, he didn't get to be in nature. But I said, like, I feel like he just, he didn't have to worry about anything. He didn't have to try and plan anything. He was very, like, after that, like, he just kind of, I'm sure he was very vocal in prison. I feel like he was not a very quiet inmate. Right. But I also feel like he wasn't, like, really mess, like, messed up in prison. I feel like he just kind of thrived there. Just hmm. being by himself, a lot of solitary, a lot of just writing in your journals and stuff. Yeah. Because he had a lot of people who would, like, reach out to him. He had a lot of, oh, you know, of course. I'm pen sure pals. With, and with these types of causes. Yeah, yeah like I said, he's, he's still a very educated man. He went to Harvard. He was a, he was a professor at one point. Like, yeah. he's a very smart man. And he has lots of, like, he had lots of interactions with people. And people have been writing to him and all kinds of things. So he was a very public figure for the whole time. But he never really seemed to cause any stir in prison. So I feel like he was kind of okay there. Because once he got there, it was like he was isolated, but yet he could still get his message out. Like he could write to people and like, it was kind yeah. of, I don't know, he kind of felt like he maybe had like a, now he had like a platform yeah. to an extent. But no more. Like I said, it was, uh, he kind of went out on his choice. Like he was yeah, very he late stages of cancer, but this was a man who was always very anti-authority, anti-rules, anti, you're not going to tell him what to do. Yeah, don't tread on me. Yeah, he's, he is living his own way. Yeah. He wants to be by himself doing his own shit. And when you're like, you take him to a medical center, you're like, well, you're going to be here for the rest of your life. <laughs> Bet your ass I am. Why don't you go ahead and close that door? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, this is well, not a man who was... still right. Yeah, this was not a man who was ever like... He, he didn't do things half-assed. Like, he was like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Okay. And, like, yeah. he's just... he had. It seemed like he had no qualms about this. He wasn't right. somebody who was afraid of it. He was a very dedicated and driven person. So this wasn't like a... I don't think he was a very big of an issue out there. But yeah, he did. He was actually wow. kind of like almost put up on a pedestal by a lot of different groups and different like kind of organizations. He turned into like an iconic figure for both like the far right and the far left. Yeah. So it was like eco, like eco terrorism and domestic terrorism and all kinds of different things that were, he was, he kind of hit on a lot of different he's, he's nerves. He's a complicated character in our, in our uh, history, right? Yeah. In the, in the, in the industry of like the history of America and like their biggest criminals and like kind of notorious yeah. figures of crime, he is like up yeah. there and one of the biggest. Like Marv like, Hiemeyer, you know, the killdozer. <clears throat> True to an he, extent. He's kind of like one of those characters that's kind of, kind of blurry. Some people really like him. Some people are like, no, this was shitty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, 
the opinions are very vast as far as the differences and what people think about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It was like, if, if there's a lot of people who can, he, you read like his manifesto, you read his, his, his ideas and you're like, yeah, a lot of this makes sense. Some of these things are really good ideas. Don't burn the environment. Let's not burn the thing. Like, right. Let's right. You know, save the animal. Like he has a lot of good ideas. And then other times where it's like, they're tracking me through my belt. All right. Ted, All right. Maybe. Well, <laughs> hold on a second. It's so, so sometimes you got a little, take, take a little with a grain of salt, Ted. Yeah. Don't slow yeah. down. Right. So I think once he actually got the help, he like the help and the counseling and therapy and medicated possibly. And he was, he was kind of given much more care in prison than he probably ever got on his own. So like I said, I felt like he probably, probably thrived in prison, but yeah, probably. this was a man who decided he was going to take matters into his own hands, regardless of what the doctor said. And now we're, uh, now we're just going to have to live with the memory of Ted Kaczynski for the rest of our lives. I'm probably not going to remember him. Well, you better remember him because we're going to have a whole lot, we're going to have a whole episode about Ted Kaczynski coming up, Michael. Great. <laughs> this fall on True Crime. Are you volunteering guys. to do the timeline? Not a goddamn. T- <laughs> <laughs> I bring the headlines, Michael. You bring the. Sh- <laughs> oh, no, we're going to have a whole. We're going to have a whole different vibe coming up soon. We have a like I said, we have a whole different calendar for the fall. I don't know if we're going to make it through the break, man. I'm already getting itched to get back on the mic. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You're already getting itchy. Yeah. No, that's probably just the you know, put some baby powder on that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Well, well, we'll see. Maybe we'll just record stuff, and then we'll just post it. We'll schedule it. Oh, know? yeah, just put a little bunch of things yeah, in we'll the vault. we'll schedule maybe. it. Well, we'll see what we can do, Michael. Have a little... We have, we have dreams, Michael. Maybe we we'll dr- throw a surprise episode out. He's like, we have a lot of dreams, Michael. We have, we, we have we big have dreams, dreams for this show. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of dreams, Michael, our next story oh, is going to talk nice about a, a nightmare. <laughs> because this is a... I'm listening. This segue works. You follow me. <laughs> yes. A sleeping man... You're the host, Andy dreamed that right. someone was breaking into his home. He uh-huh. then fired at the intruder and shot himself. <laughs> Wait, there's a lesson here. There is some. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is a much deeper issue. <laughs> this is a... If there's a stranger in your home, you never think it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You ne- Am I the, the person, stranger? The person you least expect. Looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> But a 62-year-old man is now facing firearms charges in Illinois after authorities say he accidentally shot himself in the leg. I feel like he suffered enough. I think, yeah, I feel like he got, for one, you got a bullet wound in your leg. Two, you got roasted by the cops and the paramedics you got there. Definitely. Three, the doctors further roasted you when you got to the hospital. (laughs) I guarantee you there wasn't a sympathetic nurse in there. (laughs) You were like... You shot yourself in your sleep. You shot yourself in your sleep? In your All sleep. right, Rambo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the doctor's like, ooh, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> but the man is identified as Mark DiCaria of Lake Barrington used a, get this, a 357 Magnum revolver Uh-oh. and shot himself in the leg. Now, if you know anything about guns Jeez. or firearms people. That's going to hurt. That's, that's a gun that's going to shoot you. And the floor and the water pipe under the house. Yeah. That's doing property damage along with the physical damage to your leg. No doubt, man. And I'm not kidding because a 357 Magnum shot in the leg, the gun went through his leg and into the, uh, like deep into the floorboards. So, yeah, those things are like a 357 Magnum. That's like Rick's gun from The Walking Dead. That is a. Front hole yeah. in the head, no longer back of head. Yeah, I think yes. this is like a forty-four, but yeah, those are those. Those are big. There. Those are big old bullets right there. But yeah, according to the thing, the nights uh, the, on the night of the incident, Dakari was dreaming that someone was breaking into his home, so he retrieved his gun to shoot at whoever he believed the intruder was. 
But when he fired, Dakaria shot himself in the leg and woke up from the dream. I'm Damn. sure he did. It's like, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake you up in the morning right there. Yes. Having trouble the getting up for work? Alarm clock. Having trouble getting up for work? Fuck that coffee. That's right. 357 Magnum, straight to the femur. <laughs> That'll put a pep in your step. <laughs> No more hitting the snooze button for you, buddy. <laughs> no more. I'll put a pep in your <laughs> step and a lump hospital. in your gimp. <laughs> I want to put that hospital on speed dial, though. Yes. You have an have a oh ambulance take you to work every day. Right. <laughs> but sheriff's deputies responded to the scene after receiving call that, uh, of a reporting of a gunshot and a, a gunshot wound at the resident. They found Dakaria when they arrived, suffering from a gunshot wound to the leg and losing what they described as a significant amount of blood. I bet. Exactly. Later determined the round discharge from his gun went through his leg and lodged itself in his bed. No one else was harmed, and deputies applied a tourniquet to the leg after finding him and transporting him to the hospital. But yeah, that is a that's a big hole all the way through the leg. And during the investigation, authorities realized that Dakaria owned and used the revolver despite not having a firearms owner identification card. Uh oh, now we got a problem. Which is mandatory in Illinois. So it's like, okay, you did in order to legally possess the gun. It's like, not only did you try to shoot an intruder in your home, but you used a gun you didn't legally own. Yeah. And you shot yourself in the leg and had to call the police and, yeah. like, call, and like call an ambulance. Yeah. You had to call 911 because you blew a fucking cucumber-sized hole through your thigh. Right. And if you say, I shot myself to the operator, they're going to send a police officer. Oh, yeah. They're, they're sending all the cars they can. Yeah. But yeah, they said, uh, authorities said his identification card had previously been revoked, although they did not share the details as to why. The Lake County Sheriff's Attorney's Office approved two charges for Dakaria for possession of a firearm without a valid FOID uh, and reckless discharge of a firearm. They're considered class three and four felonies. And yeah, the dude might have PTSD or something, you know? He's definitely not going to sleep like the night very you know far for a while. Yeah, he's definitely going to need some melatonin to get to sleep every, like, from now on. He's going to need something, man. Yeah, he's I'm not gonna... going to sleep very well, very uh, easily from now on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get real cozy right now. Oh! <laughs> okay, it was just me again. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe don't sleep with your gun in your hand, especially if you typically have dreams like that. I'm just saying, I'm, I got, I'm not a, I'm not a firearms guy. I don't own a gun. I got my, I'm, not, I'm never going to accidentally hit myself with my bat in my dream. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's a pretty big wind-up to hit yourself. <laughs> you got to hold it all the way out. Use yeah. all that wrist strength. If you're having a dream that you were bit by a zombie, right? I mean, And it's, you want to uh, put yourself out of your misery before you turn and eat your family. I mean, if I'm using a bat on myself, <laughs> that's the worst that's way. That's all to... you have. You just said to yourself you're not a firearms guy. That is, hands down, the worst way to, <laughs> to gotta, possibly do it. You got to go Negan on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this is going to take a bit. <laughs> just... I might as well just lay the bat on the ground and just dive into it. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, uh, yeah, like it's I said, you guys, uh, you guys always got to be careful when you're in those deep dreams, man. Some people have those vivid dreams. Yeah, no shit. That's a pretty vivid dream right there. Because I'm wondering, it's like, was he holding the gun? Was he pointing it? Was he, like, yeah. walking around the house, sleepwalking? I blame or... VR. Or... <laughs> I blame VR. <laughs> Or is, or is he like walking around with like, did he like get a holster and like put it on in his sleep and just like walk around like quick draw, like oh, yeah. quick draw McGaw, just gun on the And hip. he was a little too quick. Just kick out, oh, oh. son of a bitch. <laughs> Shot it before you got out of the holster. Hot damn, boy, I'm fast. God, I got fast fingers. I'm bleeding fast too. I got to put some WD-40 in his holster though. This thing's <laughs> sticky as hell. <laughs> oh, I didn't under the strap. 
Oh, that might be a thing. Gun's still in there. Yep. Yep, that, <laughs> gun's still in the holster. Yeah, the extra hole in that holster now. That's all right. <laughs> Helps the sand drain out. <laughs> it's helping a bullet. <laughs> the blood drain in my leg right now. But, uh, oh, yep. So, anyways, Michael, I want to go yeah, ahead and uh, anyways. dive away from this little nightmare of a dream right here. Okay. We're going to talk about the good Lord. Oh. The good word of the Lord. Oh. But this he... time it wasn't written by man. It was written by a robot. <laughs> How dare you? None of the good Lord's words are written by man, Andy, and you know it. Oh, wait a minute. What book, Just, about, what book was I reading? Seriously. <laughs> they are nothing but vessels of speech. But can chat GPT... Write a good sermon, Michael? I'm sure it can. I'm not. And I am, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to know how many pastors are using chat GPT on a regular Sunday basis. I'm, I would be preaching to congregations that have never even heard of this. Exactly. There is no risk of getting caught. They have, they don't even know what exists. No, there's so many pastors that already probably plagiarize other people's messages and sermons that they post. That's a common thing. Yeah. But yeah, this is our news story right here from the AP News. And the, this is a, a kind of a, oh, we usually we talked go. about some G, some AI stuff right here. But right now, the AI is starting to infiltrate the religion. It's starting to infiltrate the church, it's Michael. It's infiltrating everything. It's Andy. getting into the church itself. infiltrating our lives. This very show, we could just AI ourselves. There's oh. enough audio of us talking already. That's the dream right there. Yeah. That is the dream. We'll just <laughs> give uh, this AI, this audio AI, our podcast access right mm-hmm. and be like do a podcast on the unabomber boom i don't even got to learn about stupid ted kaczynski i don't got to learn about terrible ted there yeah that nasty ass my bat AI jacket just be over here laughing and stumbling over words no i want to get yeah you need to get some tc <laughs> what's that's like that's the next merch option we need to get those back hair jackets back <laughs> yeah okay handmade get like wool that's what we'll, we'll get we'll get some tcg beanie caps but is it like like Made from 100% back hair. <laughs> from 100% Unabomber back hair. <laughs> Gross. Right oh here, Michael, God. we're going to talk about this chat GPT one more time. All right. Because can, we must. can a chat bot preach a good sermon? Definitely. Hundreds attend a church service that was generated by chat GPT to find out. This happened over in Fürth, Germany. Fürth. Uh, the artificial intelligence bot, chat uh, chatbot, asked the believers in the fully packed St. Paul's Church in the Bavarian town of Fureth to rise from the pews and praise the Lord. Oh. Praise be the Lord. Just command them. There you go. That's really all you got to do. I mean, people are just like sheep. They'll just yeah, follow. Yeah, they'll just do it. I mean, they'll just do what you tell them to do. But ChatGPT chatbot, personified by an avatar of a bearded black man on a huge screen above the altar, then began preaching to more than 300 people who had shown up on Friday morning for an experimental Lutheran church service, hmm. almost entirely generated by AI. So he turned into TD Jakes and went to town. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like this is this is like a weird step right here. I'm like I saw the AI getting into a lot of things, but I really didn't see AI generated church. I you didn't really, see this coming. I man? was I'm not like I wasn't Dude. really prepared to see like how, like just you know gen, like computer generated preachers preaching a gen, like a computer written sermon. Like, dude, I feel like they were on this. Their fingers were on the pulse, man. You know how hard it is to come up with something new to preach out of a book this old? Exactly. And also, dude, you ever heard of those bookstores, Go Fish? You mm-hmm. remember them? They were they were all over the South. Go Fish, and then there was another one called Life... Lifeway? Lifeway. Yeah, yeah, I remember Lifeway. Go Fish and Lifeway, Lifeway, they were kind of the same thing. But in those places, that you could literally buy what pastors would nickname Sermon in a Can. Mm-hmm. And, I remember seeing those. Yeah, and it literally like came in a can, and it would be like 
the, the paper inside the rolled up paper would, would be a full sermon mm-hmm. that you could just add little notes to, or yeah. you could add your spin on. Yeah, and people that people were doing this all the time. It kind of reminds me of um, have you ever seen the thing where like the the car dealership commercials can like buy publicly created commercial scripts and then like that's why so many car dealerships will have like the same cheesy commercial shtick all across uh, the country i always wondered that yeah john oliver actually did like a whole bit on like that kind of industry and these yeah. scripts that these these cheesy commercials are always like, across yeah. the nation so it's yeah it's like a script that you can buy and then just make that commercial for your auto like for your car dealership right that's what it feels like these sermons are it's like it's just a pre-written sermon that you can just exactly. preach and give to your to give to your church yep but that's how a lot of these that's how like cults get their outreach started they just start sending out their sermons to give to other churches that's right yeah pretty much <clears throat> but right here we have over 300 people in this lutheran church and they were greeted by this avatar of a pastor. It starts off by saying, Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany. You don't have feet. You're not standing. You're on a goddamn screen. Right. The avatar said with an emotionless face and mon- monotonous voice, clearly not a good pastor already. Got to have some flair. Right. Gotta have some, Got to have some pizzazz out right. there. Where, yeah. Are you not even sweating yet? Yeah. I, oh, my God. Can we even see? Is your tie clip on? I'm out of here. <laughs> Is that top button unbuttoned yet? <laughs> exactly. The 40-minute service, including the sermon, prayers, and music, was created by ChatGPT and Jonas Simmerlin, a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. I conceived of the service, but I actually, but I actually, I rather accompanied it. Because I would say about 98% of this actually comes from the machine, the 29-year-old scholar told the Associated Press. So the AI church service was one of, was one of hundreds of events at the Convention of Protestants in the Bavarian town of Nuremberg and the neighboring Fürth. And it drew such an immense interest that people formed a long queue to actually see this different... They, I guess they probably ran several different showings of it, almost like it was like a tech demonstration. Okay. But yeah, the convention itself was put on in Germany. It takes place every two years in the summer at a different place. It draws tens of thousands of believers who pray, sing, and discuss their faith. But they also talk about current world affairs. So during this year, they were kind of talking about the onset of AI and how AI is enter, like, kind of entering all these different realms of uh, public domain. So they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. what if... Understatement. Where are we going to start seeing it in our, in our industry, in our world? And this is where they're going to start seeing it. Sometimes your pastor's not even going to be there. He's not going to have yeah. to be there. Like you're going to be able to man. go to mega churches, like just like those mega churches where you're just watching a big monitor. Yeah. But it's just going to be a, a thing that's probably just gone right into your home. Dude, I hate to break it to you, man. Past, pastors have already been using this, suit, man. They already been using it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really not hard to believe against that. Like that seems like a pretty obvious thing to, and when Absolutely. you really think about it. But uh, I told the artificial intelligence, we are, uh, we are at the church congress. Uh, you are, you are a preacher. What would a church service look like? Simmerline said. He also asked for psalms to be included, as well as prayers and a blessing at the end. Well, of course. So you end up with a pretty solid church service. He How says. How many people got saved? How many people turned their life around that day? Huh? How many people How accepted many? Christ that day? Right. Can you imagine, like, he gets saved by an avatar how on you, a screen. Like, how how much less spiritual could you possibly be? How are you going to get baptized by a computer? Right. Can't even get in the water. You're, it's going to kill the first person to baptize. <laughs> it's like getting baptized by a toaster. Not, you a, you get in there. I'm it's in a, there. I mean, yeah, you're getting saved Listen, and sent straight to God. <laughs> call me old school, but I'd like to just have a regular human in there. I'd like to just have a guy. Yeah, just just some guy that can barely hold me up. <laughs> this is holding me under there and just watching his own power looking in my eyes like, I could drown you right here. <laughs> I could send you to meet this Lord right now. I oh, am your God. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> 
Remember that time you were snickering? <laughs> Remember when you were snickering during my last service? Right. I saw you. I was watching you. <laughs> right. All right, the bubbles are getting smaller. Okay, come on up. <laughs> and in the father and in the son. <laughs> cough it up, cough it up. Good boy, cough it up. Pay attention, motherfucker. Yeah, so I was like, I was, how are you going to get baptized by an avatar on a computer screen? They're going to yeah, be like, man. all right, now please step into the water. I, I really no, I, you, I really don't want to. You just step in front of the screen and it just like sprays water in your face. <laughs> it's like a, it, yeah. There's like a, there's a squirt gun underneath, little, activated. Little, uh, dro- little door opens up. Yeah. Just, no, just a super soaker. Just <laughs> like one of those new ones, those good ones too. Yes. Just got drenches some, your ass. Got some FPS behind That's it. That's right. The power of the Holy Spirit in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right there, and He ended up with a pretty solid church service. He said he was sounding almost surprised by the end of his experiment. <laughs> Indeed, the believers in the church listened intently as the artificial intelligence preached about leaving the past behind, focusing on the challenges of the present, overcoming fear of death, and never losing trust in Jesus Christ. It's really hard. It's really easy to hear a computer saying don't be afraid of death why are yeah. you afraid of death yeah. what is death anyways yeah. i don't know what it is <laughs> why are you afraid of it what's right. wrong with you you meat sacks <laughs> exactly. it's really it's kind of creepy to be like you know like the things he's talking about being like leave the past behind don't don't yeah. cling to your old mortal I mean, selves but like embrace the future embrace the future like, i just feel like it's like feel slowly like... being a skynet presentation as we as we go forward right right but because this is chat GPT, like they had to give it some guidance, right? Yeah, the he did. Put he put it together. Like I said, he told them like what to do is that we're, we are at the church Congress. You are a preacher. What would a church service look like? That's what he told that's the GPT. That's all it was. That proposed? was like, maybe that's one of the, the prompts he did eventually started with. Oh, okay. But yeah, he did. Like I said, he also asked for Psalms and blessings and prayers to be included too. But yeah, it's, it's very weird to hear a, a computer, like a, an AI generated program saying, never lose trust in jesus christ yeah it's like, it's like filling in the blanks with like hey, series reading <laughs> yeah it's like it's a very it's it feels like one of those things like siri is like filling in the blank and it's like insert name like an ad lib yeah yeah like it's, i wonder how the flow of that message went across it was just no like, it's probably really good it's probably that, really... seriously that app is is scary good they do say like there was a the entire service was led by four different avatars on the screen two young women and two young men but at times, the avatar inadvertently drew laughter uh, as when it used platitudes and told the churchgoers with a deadpan expression that in order to keep our faith, we must pray and go to church regularly. And like, the whole congregation was like, <laughs> yeah, you're a computer. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. <laughs> Make me. Make me. <laughs> but some people enthusiastically videotaped it. I'm, I'm going to try and get one of these videos and see what my, maybe it looks like eventually. But uh, another person who was a 50-year-old IT person said she was excited to see it and curious when the service started, but I found it increasingly off-putting as it went along. There mm. was no heart and no soul in it, she said. Oh, imagine that. The avatars showed no emotion at all, had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was very hard for me to even concentrate on the messages they were saying. Dang. So yeah, you're basically re- it's basically like, like Siri you said, reading. No flair, man. They don't got no flair. You got nobody running around. You got nobody laying hands on nobody. Nobody right. sweating and just you know getting all red faced and <laughs> right. throwing a fist every once in a while. Nobody shooting those creepy grins like Joe Olstein. Oh my God! No one's got no, no one's got bright veneers in and some <laughs> highly permed hair. <laughs> it's damn perfect hair. You got to give it to him. It is. That's and, a, oh. it's perfect hair every day, every goddamn day. It's like yeah. Alec Baldwin in Thirty Rock. It's like listen. Your hair is your suit of your head. <laughs> you change it every day. I got another good example. Steve Harvey from the Steve Harvey Show. Oh my God. Before he went bald, 
That is a tragedy because that man had the most perfect afro I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, Bernie Mac did too. Bernie Mac did too. Bernie Mac had a pretty, a very, very tight, just thick, beautiful it's head just of so hair smooth. too. It was. It was so like just perfectly, ah. like perfectly styled head of hair. Oh man, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. His didn't. He didn't so go bald. His just migrated to his mustache. Oh. That's how thick he always had the stash though. I, but the hair from his head just added to it. Oh, that's it why it's like a thick it. piece, like a Lego mustache now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he takes it off like Mr. Potato Head every night. How dare you? Just a <laughs> just put it down. Puts it in puts it in a jar like his dentures. <laughs> Let's it soak. Gotta keep this nice and fluffy for tomorrow. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Gotta be on the set of Family Feud at 5 a.m. Oh yeah, you be good. You be good. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually imagined it to be worse, though, but it was I positively was surprised at how well it worked. Uh, also, the language of the AI worked pretty well, even though it was a bit bumpy at times, uh, so another person said. But what the young pastor missed, however, was any kind of emotion or spirituality in the actual church service, which is, yeah, you're kind of looking for a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of emotion when you go to a yeah. church service. You're kind of reaching for that, that power of the Lord, that presence of the Lord, and you're just kind of talking to RoboCop. Right. You're talking and you're getting your instructions from something that can't possibly feel what you feel. Yeah, it's very true. You know what I'm saying? I'm just imagining taking like taking communion. Like it's just got like a little, it, it's like just like a water fountain. It's like cup comes out, cracker comes out of like a little tray <laughs> yeah. and it just comes back. Another cracker comes out. Just, <laughs> no, the crackers, uh, the crackers fall like in like a coin machine. Like where you get your tray. <laughs> it's like a little conveyor belt that just comes by. Just mostly crumbs at the bottom. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Just got to come by and just pick your thing off the conveyor belt and just walk back. <laughs> None of it's flavored. It's not. Just Because <laughs> it's a robot. It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> is, this, is this actual blood? <laughs> it says in the book, the blood right. of Christ. We told you last week we needed a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all of you who signed our email right. list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We will be going in alphabetical order. We will be apparently we will be contacting you in alphabetical order. But yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of just seeing where this is gonna go. Like how many churches are gonna be starting using like avatars and how many churches are gonna just have fully, fully computerized and digital messages? It's well, like look, how is This is what they've been saying for years. I've I've had I've heard people say this for years about the church. Like the church just ain't got the spirit no more. It ain't got the soul, it ain't got well, this will definitely prove it. If this is successful mm-hmm. and church attendance doesn't fall and people are using AI pastors and services in general, that's just proof that it has lost everything. Like, you're, you're, why are you going? Yeah, you're, you're also kind of, if, you're, if the churches start, are starting to use this, they're kind of showing their hand that this is just a business. This is just an industry. In we don't, it's not, we're not actually looking for the right message and the right word and the right yeah. testimony. We're just looking to put butts in seats. This is what scares me so much about AI is that humans are inherently lazy. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing what this software can do now. Like just coming on the scene. Exactly. Like we're we're I mean, we're just seeing five years from now, Andy, it will be indistinguishable between a human and AI work. That's yeah, that's the big thing right now with the writer strike in Hollywood going on with trying yeah. to keep the onset of AI as far away from actual creative projects that it can be because it can it we see how easy and how lazy it can be yeah. like it is so easy to just say to look at a computer or to look at a chat gpt and just you know upload f- five to ten seasons of law and order and then say all right write me a, uh, a procedural show set in new york city and then yeah. just hire one person to then look at that script and just you know change a few words here and there make it yeah a little bit better. So yeah, it's it, we're not I mean, far from that. If they're looking editor, at this. You can skip the writer altogether, like you said. Yeah, you That's why the guy. writers are, yeah. 
But yeah, this is the th- same thing. If you're if you're taking away the the pastors and the the testimonies that they're sharing and the life experience and the messages that they're trying to share in these yeah. religious moments, then you're really showing your hand that this is just a business. You're just trying to get more people. You're just yeah. trying to get the. You're almost like it's like you're cutting down on overhead costs. Like, well, well, we don't, have to, pay, we don't people... have to pay the pastor. Look, we don't have to pay the music leader. We don't yeah. have to pay the 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 choir anymore. We got the right. whole, we got AI generating the whole music. We just we roll have... down a huge screen and cut the lights off, and boom. Yeah, that was like you don't have to pay half of your staff anymore. You you cut down a bunch of uh, the, overhead the, costs. Pretty soon, it's going to be like your VR headset is coming from the ceiling. Please place it on your head. Yeah, you'll just come sit, sit into a church and, relax, and, and the sit, churches will just be just big dark warehouses. Yeah, that, you just you sit know, in like a clean, VR obviously. pod or something like that, like one yeah. of those little chairs with screens all around you, and you'll yeah. just sit there like a Wally thing. And yeah, yeah, Experience or you'll just be at your thing. house. I mean, they've they've been doing that forever with yeah, it's true having you know churches on TV and just being able to sit in your house and watch. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we're one step away from just putting on your VR headset and just typing in like what message, like what are you searching for, like yeah. what kind of message are you wanting to hear right mm-hmm. now. And then just the computer just generating a sermon based upon, oh, I'm I mean, looking about fidelity. I'm looking about... I mean, you already can do that now with podcasts. There's exactly, so yeah. many preachers that have podcasts, man, and they're putting their sermons out there. Different churches, mega churches, mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. So, I mean, yeah, you can get a sermon on anything out there right now. Yeah, so if we, if we were always kind of hesitant <clears throat> on which was like the word of man, which was the word of the Lord, which was just an interpretation, it's like, well, now you're giving nothing up to interpretation. This was all written by a computer. This is not even this is not even a person reading these words and interpreting it with their own life experience and what they think this passage means in the right. Bible. That's why there's so many different, you know, translations of the Bible is because many people have looked at it and been like, well, I think this means this. I think this is actually trying to say this. Well, if you're just if a, if a computer is just reading it, they're just going to take it literally. Well, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we just need the computer. To just tell us what it means, Andy. We're, yeah, and then probably. Then we can stop all these different denominations and shit. I know? mean, possibly. Yeah, you just we're gonna read this as literally. Have the computer read it to that's us, right. literally to <laughs> like all the right, like all the right enunciation. Well, what, let's see what it says. Did he steal your ox, sir? Oh, he stole your car. Well, it doesn't say anything about a car. If he steals your ox, we we got you. Because mm. then you can steal his ox. So okay. Oh, he so, doesn't have an ox. Oh, okay, shit. Okay, so you you're you're trying to figure out who the who the father of this baby is. Okay, okay so <laughs> I know where you're going. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. All right, let's get this table saw set up real quick, <laughs> and we're gonna cut this, this baby in half. And whichever one of these men freaks out, like whichever one of these yeah. men doesn't think that's a good idea, yeah. that's probably the father. Right. Oh wait, I wasn't supposed to say that bit yet. Yeah, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's we'll, like you're we'll do take, something else. <laughs> I feel like this is like Drax the Destroyer reading a message. It's like you're gonna take everything literally. The, the yeah. computer can't like the computer can't like take things into perspective and can't take things into different what what it means, what the interpretation is, like all these different things. So yeah. I'm wondering what those messages are gonna be like. It's gonna be very to the point, very literal. No, you know, changes of words. No, nothing. It's yeah. just like and Jesus wept. I that mean, means cried. But you know this AI is also studying sermons done by human pastors. I mean, you realize that too, right? They're not just like they don't it doesn't just have access to the Bible. You know, it probably has it has access to all kinds of all kinds of resources. Stephen Furtick probably, Joel Olstein, T D Jakes, like all these T V evangelists and then so much more. Really. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean it, it's not it's not that it can't draw its own interpretation to a certain extent or pick one. I yeah, guess. it can, but yeah, that's the thing. It's it's more or less just taking the information from each one of them, but it's just kind of like combining them. If so, it's not being like, well, I think that I th- I think it means this. I think what they're saying is this. It it doesn't have that human 
like instinct to like yeah. question and to interpret and to like get different ideas from it. It's like, well, I think, I think, you, I think it means this. And it's like the computer looks and says, no, it says this. That's what it means. It yeah. says this. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, well, that's a, it's a metaphor. A what? Like it, they, right. it's not going to get that. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to see what kind of messages they're actually going to be able to produce. If this, if this actually starts to be a little bit more prevalent in like these super churches, I feel like you're going to start losing congregations. You're going to start losing membership yeah. when they're going to start seeing that there is no more soul in it. There's no more spirituality. Okay. There's no more magic behind it. But check this out, right? Have you heard, you've heard of Elevation Church, obviously. I mean, oh, yeah. we have because it's it started here, but and it's I think it's spread all over the East Coast now, if not further. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's got some it reach is, now. Yeah, it is a massive megachurch. Their pastor is Stephen Furtick. But right now, in they, I think they have like three to five Charlotte locations. They got at least three, right? I think so. Okay, so not he obviously Stephen Furtick is one man, right? He can't be at all these different churches. No, twice, uh, you know, twice on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is a lot of times if he's not going to pick your campus to be at, or he might not even be in this state. Mm-hmm. So you're watching a recorded sermon of him on a screen. True. Or you're watching a live cast of wherever he is. Yeah, that's pretty okay? popular as well, like with like the Joel Olstein churches exactly. too. Those things too. Yeah. So, with all that in mind, you know how easy it would be to literally station an elevation church anywhere and use all of your pre-recorded data of Stephen Furtick, and you can make completely original new sermons and broadcast them to these other churches in like Idaho, freaking Vermont. They would never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They would never know that that's not. What's going on right that's now? That's not what he's actually saying right now. Right. Well, that's not what he actually I said. I mean, with and... deep fake technology and all this, I mean, you could literally have him in multiple places doing different sermons at one time. Exactly. So, yeah, I feel like that might be one of the first places you'll start to see it is those mega churches and those mega places where it's, you're seeing it's different... It's got to be tempting for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how, how much do you think Joel Olstein is actually writing of his sermons? None of it. He's not writing anything. He's just walking out there he's smiling the face, right? big. Yeah, he's walking out there smiling big and hiding money in the walls Freaking when he gets people home. people out. Yeah. For real. Yeah, it's not like these guys are really writing, especially the pastors of mega churches. They're not really sitting there all night the night before by oh, candlelight Lord, no, putting no, their no, sermons no. together. Yeah, they're not doing that kind of stuff anymore. No. So, yeah, it's going to be very tempting to just, yeah, let's talk about Sermon on the Mount tomorrow and uh, let's throw in some First Kings and right, uh, right, let's right. just combine. There we go. There we go. And we're good. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a metaphor to throw in a good, uh, throw, throw in a couple of praise gods, throw right. in a couple of blessings be on you, what's and we're some, done. What's something current that I can joke about at the beginning? Exactly. Where's yeah. my current event icebreaker? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. See, we could do it, Andy. We could create our own AI app. We probably could. That's what we need to do. That's where the real money is. Probably. I can't code. <laughs> Damn it, Andy. I can barely write. I got this theory. That's why they took MySpace away. Because we were all starting to code. We were all learning the basics. At a very good age to learn the basics. MySpace was about to be way too open source. Zuckerberg was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't teach all these regular people this. No, I need to be the one who do that. Let's hide all that. Let's make it real simple. Yeah, Facebook would never be what it was if Tom was still running things. That's right. (laughs) Where is our hero when we need him? (laughs) Where are you, Tom? It's not the hero this social media needs, but it's the one it deserves. That's right. He is the Batman of this. Where are you, Tom? The only one who can really save us now. Just turning around at that desk. He's got a Batman mask on. Just sees the MySpace logo single. Just... I'm coming back to educate you. 
All right, MySpace 2.0. It also make oh, your... nobody signed up. Okay. Well, <laughs> right. all right. <laughs> right. MySpace version 2. Uh, well, that failed. All right. Well, okay, well, failed. whatever. You know, one thing they did fuck up was they made all your friends mad by doing the top eight shit. That, re- that really fucked relationships up. I thought that was the ultimate power move you could ever have. That was I so mean, much was. power you could have over it your was, friends. But, you know. It, it, it made it made a lot of middle schoolers dictators real yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> it burned a lot of bridges in That's seventh That's it, Courtney. Grade. You're off the top eight. Oh, look Check who's it. I will update it when I get home. Mm-hmm. If my mom's not on the phone. That's exactly how you always knew when someone had a breakup, too. <laughs> Their significant other was no longer the number one person on their MySpace. Oh, not even on the top eight. Just, oh, my boom, God. Not even thing. on the top eight. Oh, they must have broke oh. up. Oh, shit. I better IM them and see what happens. <laughs> Oh, the good old days. Well, Michael, for our last story, let's let's take let's take a little trip back to our good old days, like well, some high school there. days, let's some go, good old let's, days. Let's just stay here then. Just stay in the good old days. Okay. This right here would making me just made me think of. Uh, did you ever see like Strangers with Candy, like the old uh, TV show? No. Or like you know the famous meme of like Steve Buscemi with the walking into the high school like with like hello there fellow young people like that. Oh kind of yeah, thing. yeah. It's like this is what this this whole story is just <laughs> that bit as yeah. a headline. Oh this is what my we're gonna God. end with. 17-year-old high school student, actually a 28-year-old woman, Louisiana wow. cops say. It's kind of made me think of our uh, our orphan um, story we were kind of talking about, the the curious yeah. case of Natalie Grace. Yeah, Natalia Grace. Yeah. Natalia Grace. It kind of made me think of her. It's like, are you really 17? Are you 30? I don't know. Maybe she was just well, starring in Greece. are you? Yeah, maybe she was just in Greece. How do you, you don't know. Right? They're just doing a new version of Greece. All of them were in their 30s at the time. They yeah. look like high schoolers, obviously. They, Hollywood's been doing that for years. <laughs> exactly. Every, every high school ch- uh, cheerleading captain had a Rizzo just sitting over there smoking a cigarette going, <laughs> how you doing, Sandy? <laughs> <sighs> you got a mortgage yet? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll see you at lunch. <laughs> I'll see you at lunch. I got to go see this doctor about some hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after science class. <laughs> and I need to copy your homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every high school has one of those. But in a bizarre scenario, straight out of a movie, a 28-year-old woman pretending to be 17 managed to successfully enroll as a ninth grader in a Louisiana high school. That's insane. That's a freshman. That is literally just walking in there as a freshman. Like, that's, damn, you must be real young. But the masquerade came to an end this week after deputies with the St. Charles Parish uh, office arrested the woman and her 46-year-old mother on charges of fraud, according to the news release. So on Monday, May 29th, detectives were notified by officials with the St. Charles Parish Public Schools of a possible adult attending Hanville High School in Boot. Boot? B-O-U-T-T-E? Boot? Boot? Uh, Boot? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Cajun. You don't know what they're they're fucking saying. But during this 2022-2023 school year, administration was received a tip that a female student who was on record as being 17 years old was in fact a possible adult in her mid twenties. So they did an investigation and later notified the sheriff's office. The woman who is actually from Honduras attended the school an entire year as a ninth grader before they being discovered. Oh, wow. I mean like no harm, no foul, I guess like, I right? mean, just, I just mean, trying to get an education. Yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah. I mean like, I mean, you should just be worried about her finals right I now. I mean, what, what were her grades like? Exactly. What were yeah, I mean, was she in any, was she in any booster clubs? Was she in any after right? school things? Any extracurriculars? Seriously. What's her resume looking like? Exactly. Detectives say her mother, who was living in the country on an expired visa, used fraudulent passports and birth certificates to enroll her daughter in school. But the big question is, why? Like, what? Is there a purpose? Like, why was she doing it? Like, there. Like, this was at education. the press conference. She's from Honduras, right? But yeah, it's like based on everything we know, I mean, the answer is 
no, like there was nothing nefarious happening. She was in school. She minded her own business. She did her schoolwork. She caused no trouble and she was not a disciplinary issue. Yeah. The information we got about the reason for her doing this was simple. She wanted to learn English. Bada boom, bada bing. I mean, like I get Why is it. it. so crazy? It's a, it's a bit crazy just to know that there was an adult like that was actually be able to masquerade as a freshman, like a 28 year old. Yeah. Because there are options available to adults to go get like an education you can go to you know night classes or community colleges or places to get like a ged and things like that but to go through all the effort to get a fake passport a fake birth certificate and enroll your 28 year old daughter as a freshman in high school it's free high school's free i'm yes i do i understand that it is free but yes you're running a big risk just to get Mm -hmm. to learn english to get all these things to like as a 28 year old like is that really what you want to go to high school like everybody you talk to is going to be like, oh my God, my mom, she grounded me. I'm hitting my phone. <laughs> so yeah, my car got repoed last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what's your problem? What are you guys going to talk about at the lunch table? You well, have you nothing don't talk in about common. Anything. Like, you're literally there to learn. I guess. Know? Yeah, she doesn't speak English very well anyway. So obviously, she's not going to be talking to that many people. Yeah. Not going to have that many friends. It said pictures uh, indicate that she could very easily be taken for a young teenager. Oh, I, be- I believe it. Um, they, I mean, they're they, treating her like a minor on this uh, article. They're not even showing a picture of her. Yeah, they are. They're acting uh, like this is an actual uh, child. Right. They're like, she, bitch is 30. What the? Like, we're really not sure. <laughs> we're really like, we're, we're still kind of actually confused. We don't actually want to look at her picture because we, yeah. we kind of feel icky about it. We don't <laughs> we, we don't actually know where to you send know what? her. Just don't post it to be safe. You know just, what? Let's just, don't just, post. just to be safe. Let's yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, the mother and daughter have been sharing a home in boot and are charged one count of uh, each injury to public records a law covering the altercation or falsification of public records, and if found guilty, they could pay thousands of dollars in fines oh, and man. serve up to five years of prison time, which I, oh. I, I highly doubt they're going to get any prison time get for any this. Like, this is one of the most like bizarre cases. Like I said, you could you could have actually just gone to a, a community college or tried to find right. affordable education as an adult, but to be like, nah, yeah, going th- back to the basics. <laughs> like you said, this is a no harm, no foul type scenario right here, I think. Yeah, if she had done like, shady shit while she was there, she'd been fucking yeah. a teacher, if she'd been buying alcohol for all the kids. Yeah, or, or if she was a problem student, she wasn't doing her work or starting fights or whatever. Like, But no, nobody even knew about her. <laughs> yeah, they, but they finished the whole even school know. year and it was like over summer break, some narc parent was like, hey, I think I saw that girl in, my, in, the, in the yearbook and she was in front of me at the ABC store. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) She was at a rated R movie by herself. Hmm. Something don't add up. Something doesn't add up here. Hmm. I'm going to have to do some digging. (laughs) Looks like someone's going to have a parent-teacher conference. Someone has to talk to a guidance counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm just Karen at this school was very concerned. But like I said, she didn't. Just like we both said, she didn't cause an issue. She didn't do anything wrong. Like Apparently all the teachers were just like, yeah, she just seems cool of a yeah. She looks young, I guess. Oh, wait. So she's... Yeah, I bet there was one teacher who was like, 28? Oh, thank God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He's like, now I don't feel like a creep. I was really thinking... <laughs> like, there's like oh, one shit. teacher who was like, thank God. I thought she looked older. <laughs> I can finally rest easy. I th- <laughs> I was I was really sure she was older. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> she's older, right? <laughs> she is. She's not She's not 14. There's yeah. no... That's... No way. That's 14. Right. Oh, God, thank I don't feel like a creep for looking at her that long. <laughs> Like, no, I was really thinking ben. this was not a teenager. <laughs> right. So one, yeah, there's one teacher who was just like, I know it. I, thank Hopefully. you. You all called me a creep for saying <laughs> it. <laughs> I told you she was in her 30. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully she can find like some adult high school or something, you know. Yeah, just some education. further education, get yeah. a GED, something like that. But yeah, it's like, 
no harm, no foul. But yeah, this just reminded me of that whole, that just the Steve Buscemi meme of just, hello there, fellow young people. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> young people. No harm, no foul. Get your education, Classic. girl. I hope somebody, right. I hope she can continue to get this education. I hope she can get, I hope she is able to like be one of two who's like, has those stories where she gets like the best education, then goes and like runs the police department later oh, on know, or something. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Becomes, becomes like the like, DA. Yeah, seriously, it becomes like president or some shit. Just a short time. Yeah, I want to see her be like, I want to see her like be the DA of this local parish or something like that. It's like, remember that time you kind of got mad at me for trying to learn? Right. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Asshole? I'm about to fuck your budget up. <laughs> it's all going on education. <laughs> fuck your tank. Get new textbooks. Firearms. We're all new textbooks. Yeah, right. Fuck your ATVs. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck your uh, auto marine vehicles. Yeah, fuck those amphibious things. Yeah, you'll get fan boats like you used to get. No, <laughs> oh god, they probably still have fan boats in Louisiana. You know, guaranteed. They're still. I mean, not the police force, but <laughs> I'm sure they probably think, do. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sure the police do. have got some fan. They probably boats. do. That's the best way to get around those. Swamps. There's some Cajun cops who are like, yeah. oh hell yeah, we can get them. Oh, Fire up that fan boat, boy. I can't be around that corner in no time. I'm gonna get that. I'll get that boat up there. He ain't gonna find them swamp. I'll get him in there. He think he'll hide in the swamp. I'm born in that swamp. I'll have a corner of that swamp. I'll have a corner that's by you, man. He ain't gonna hide in that swamp. Me and Jimmy gonna have that fan boat and run no dime. All right. There's some cops out there with some fan boats. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Whether they are official police fan boats or not, right? they use them. Exactly. All right, guys. I'm going to take a fan boat and get up out of this episode. What do you think, Andy? How do you like that segment? I could use a like fan that? right now. It's getting a little toasty in here. The summertime's starting to <laughs> it kick. Is. It is. It's going to be a little warmer in the studio in the next coming months, but at least we won't be in here as much since we're on summer break, Yay! obviously. I can leave. <laughs> um, but because we're on summer break, guys, we'll be doing these headlines and shenanigans every week. And, uh, of course, there's always Patreon, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys, where for just five bucks a month you can get access to every single show that we have. Surely there's something on there you haven't heard. Sorry I called you Shirley. Oh, you yeah. did not! Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we'll be back with regular episodes of True Crime Guys on September 6th. Okay. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors that really help us. Uh, oh My Gaia and Tonic CBD, both products that we use and love. Check those out, guys. Links below the description of this episode. Use code CREEPER for discounts on both. All right. Andy, you got anything to add? I do not, man. Let's get out of here. Let's All get right. Some, let's get some ice water. All right, guys. I need some ice water. In ice here. water. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with the new headlines and shenanigans. All right. Until then, just keep on creeping. All right. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then, of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday. And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, strange shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and, of course... Higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy. Gotta go, but uh, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Terrible Ted. Terrible Ted. Terrible Ted. Oh, no, he's got those terrible Ted's. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible knucklehead. That's a terrible knucklehead. That Ted Kaczynski, you the bummer. You the bummer my ass. I'm a bummer your ass. My old bummer my bummer. Yes. <laughs> you terrible. Look at this terrible. What is what is his jacket made out of? Good God.
It's like granite. <laughs> it is made. It looks like you made that jacket out of um, the remain, like out of the stuff you pulled out of the lint catcher from it's your dryer. Actually, plucked eyebrow hair. <laughs> it's his oh. own beard hair. That is a. <laughs> that is a legit ugly jacket. It is. Like that's. It looks you like you wear made... that man. Well, I think I would just freeze. So wear this jacket, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I'm wanting yeah. to exfoliate my entire upper body, I'll yeah. wear it. <laughs> that just looks itchy. It does. That's what I'm saying. I just have to be, mm. just be scratching the just, whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, that looks terrible. Yeah, if I want to exfoliate my entire upper body and just scratch yeah. everything off. All right, you warmed up? Yeah, I think so. All right, so I got... Uh...